0: side of the virtual hardwood it's the nlsc podcast this is episode number 459 the first episode for 2023 new year same great basketball discussion i am andrew andrew now forum and andrew nlsc on twitter i'm joined as always by my co-host derek he is deeper 3 now forum and also on twitter at deeper 3g and deeper 384 derek we're back happy new year to you and all of our listeners you ready to play some basketball games this year
1: Oh, absolutely. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to our community. Let's make this year a good one. However, I am super excited for this show, Andrew.
0: A lot of great responses to your your prompt this week. Uh, People had a blast with basketball gaming in 2022, as we
1: did. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to go over the community responses to the question of what they were playing in 2022 and, you know, what games they were having the most fun with. As well. And uh, what's awesome about the responses from our community is that what you realize is that people weren't just playing the newest game. Uh, they were venturing out and playing a lot of the classics, whether it be NBA 2K, NBA Live, NBA Shootout, etc. cetera. And I just thought that was super cool. So, yeah, this show is all about the community, and we're going to reflect on a great year of basketball gaming.
0: It was quite heartening to see all the different titles that people were mentioning, wasn't it? I mean, I'm not ashamed that we go back and play all these old games. I think that's a great thing to do. I'm very glad to do that. But it's not just us. Everybody that we that responded seems to be doing that. And I just love it because a lot of people are having fun with two K twenty three, which is great. We want the new games to be better and better all the time and that's what we're always pushing for with our feedback and, and so forth. But yeah, people are going back and playing the classics and other more recent classics and old classics alike, and uh, yeah, I love to see that.
1: Yeah, and while you and I have been playing NBA Two K twenty three since launch, uh, we had a jam packed year of basketball gaming ourselves um, in in you know connecting on Parsec uh, to play together or, or against each other, etc. I mean, you and I connected on we. we Double Dribble uh, NBA Live 95, NBA Live 96, Double Dribble Playoff Edition. Uh, we connected on NBA Live 98, uh, Live 99, NBA Live 2000. Pretty sure we had a couple games on NBA Live 2003, played NBA Live 2001. I like how many different games did you and I play? I mean, we played the All-Star game, uh, I want to say, on NBA 2K13. Yes. Uh, we played 2K7, the TJ Ford and Keon dueling battle. Uh, so we were playing live. We were playing 2K. We were playing college? poor releases from the past. College basketball, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We played college basketball. Yeah, we played NCAA um, basketball. 10, uh, yeah, we connected on so many games. It was a great year for connecting on parsec with the community and then you know with you and it, we just we just played so many different games and it was it was a lot of fun and,
0: and for me as i've said before moving away from that annual grind from like okay i've got a new new might new year new my player kind of thing grinding up every single year that moving away from that has just been so refreshing i've been able to go back and play old games which is something i used to do back in the day before i was committed to addicted to if you will the grind so just pushing it even further last year and and trying out some new games and dipping into the collection a little bit more was was so refreshing and yeah I I certainly enjoyed having that uh, that variety last year I mean obviously 2k14 as you know was a a constant for me
1: yeah and all year you were in the top 10 plays of the week the NLSC top 10 with 2k14 highlights and even when 2k23 Came out and you were playing it a little bit, it was still 2K14 that I was getting the highlights from. And I thought that was really cool that you stuck with that. And as you know, um, I stuck with uh, NBA 2K17 as the primary game, but you know, with my brothers and I, as far as like doing fantasy drafts and actually playing competitively, or all three of us on the same team. And we dabbled a little bit on, with um, 2K16 for the same type of gameplay. But yeah, there's something amazing about not only going back to an old favorite but making an old favorite once again part of your rotation and i think it would be great if more people did that because i think there's a lot of people in the community who do feel like they'll be left out if they don't jump on the newest game or they feel like almost pressured to jump in, in, on and play the newest game etc but when they could really just be having more fun and more fun with people around them locally uh with like an old favorite
0: oh i agree and the other thing that i really enjoyed last year was revisiting games with mods and revisiting some old mods because look these old games are great to revisit vanilla and i'll very happily do that but being able to revisit them with some some old uh, mods from the, our NLC founders, Tim and Lutz and, and Brian. Their work that hasn't been, that I had not played in, in many years, dusting those games off with those mods was, uh, was really cool.
1: How great were our sessions on NBA Live 98 and Live 99? Blast. Using the champs blast. rosters yeah. and all-time rosters. It was a blast. Uh, the gameplay, sure, you know, simple in many different ways as far as in comparison to you know all the different things you can do now with like right stick usage and all the different animations you can see now in the games sure like it's back then you know the games were a little bit more primitive but man those controls are still awesome aren't they the game flows so well you can still create great highlights um teamwork still matters the computer is still competitive and like you had stated Roster mods can often just make the whole experience that much better. And Tim and Lute's champs rosters and and um, all-time teams rosters were absolutely excellent. And even that loose, fun experience we had on NBA Live 2000 playing on arcade mode and just doing those high-flying dunks, um, it doesn't always need to be super competitive, right? No. We were able to jump on the virtual hardwood um, using Parsec on Live 2000 and take the court with the 90s all-stars and pummel the computer on arcade mode and it was just high-flying dunks from jordan and pippin and whatnot and it was just loose clean fun uh i liked the way that you know you and i were able to mix it up this year uh we played college and nba from all different companies but then we also got our arcade kicks in because remember we uh, we were able to connect on nba jam on fire edition and you know play a bunch of the but you know much more of the the road trip on that game uh we were able to play a mod for one of the older nba jams that when you were hosting and we were able to um play nba street at one point as well we connected on nba street volume two and used magic jordan and i want to say bill walton That's on the right. same yep. team yep. yep um so like we were able to experience all the greatness of basketball gaming and basketball gaming's past just in the year of 2022. Um, And we're very fortunate to have the tools that we had to do that, like Parsec in order to connect online, the emulators, um, obviously uh, the, the PC release titles, et cetera. But yeah, it was a really good year for us basketball gaming wise in our own households. And then also being able to connect.
0: We're going to definitely push that more in, in 2023. And we have a very receptive audience to that, judging by the responses we got to your question. We're not alone, as we said, in wanting to play these uh, these older games, mixing it up with, yes, the, the current game, 2K23, but also going back to the classics as well. And you, you bring up the, the arcade mode in Live 2000, the, switching it to the, the high-flying dunks and everything. And that, that also speaks to wanting to play something that isn't available in, in newer games. These experiences that are are no longer available because it's all come down to grinding up a player or collecting cards or or playing online. You don't have these, some of these creative modes anymore. Of course you do have tremendous modes with my nba eras and and so forth it's not that they don't there's nothing in the new games there's plenty to enjoy in 2k23 as we said when we gave our uh, our ultimate review of nba 2k23 late last year
1: right but a perfect example of that is nate and roger the live 01 legends playing nba live 2005 and using all-star weekend
0: the dunk contest, and doing that dunk
1: contest and that was in the that was the number one player this week of vince carter off the um video monitor you know, up the, up the big himself. screen, Yeah. Yeah. yeah up the big screen and whatnot. And then going under his leg for a jam. Like you can jump into NBA live 2005 and actually get an experience that you don't get in NBA 2K 23 exactly. or an NBA live 19. And that's, that's beautiful.
0: And I think that's why other people, in fact, I'm sure of it is why they're revisiting these games the same way for the same reasons we are, because you can have these experiences that are no longer available. You know, would I play the arcade mode of live 2000 every single time? no, but it was damn fun to revisit with you.
1: Yeah, Um, that was one of my favorite experiences actually of the whole year. And and the YouTube video too did very well as far as people um, tuning in and commenting and liking the video and whatnot. They just really enjoyed that footage. You know, and the other portion of this, you you had mentioned mods. Uh, I've been revisiting NBA 2K13 and NBA 2K14 a lot recently with my brother, Nick. And the fact that you can get up to date mods, like all the way up to twenty, to the end of twenty twenty two for those two games. And the gameplay is so good on two K thirteen and two K fourteen PC that you know if you're not enjoying the gameplay on NBA two K twenty three, and you have just like even if it's an old PC, but you have a PC that can play games and whatnot, you can download the most up to date rosters, and they're super accurate on this, on the URB and UBR and Plug those in and get the gameplay experience you want with new rosters so if you're if your um your reason for moving on to the new game, which I think is for some people uh, if your reason is to you know well they have the most updated rosters right like it's the the most updated n b a rosters. You'd, you don't have to play 2K23. You could go and play those rosters on 2K14 or 2K13, and they're super accurate. And the, the mods in relation to the jerseys and the courts and the, the arenas and everything, it looks amazing. And you get the gameplay you want. So we've been um, playing those mods for 2K13 and 2K14 and just having an absolute blast because we love NBA 2K13 and NBA 2K14's gameplay.
0: They hold up those games hold up and this is something that we've been saying for a long time now that a lot of games (laughs) even older than that do hold up and they are worth revisiting but again clearly we're not alone in that and again it's very heartwarming to to see that and there's just a huge variety of games going through the these responses on twitter just uh, just the amount of games that uh, people are playing there are a lot of people like us
1: and i just love that the community's been involved the the top 10 in 2022 i think you would agree Was special just all the great submissions by the community different people getting involved um just the quality of the highlights that were submitted from all different titles it wasn't always a 2k23 title it was some games from the past and everything and um yeah i want to thank the community for that for staying engaged um getting involved with the top 10 uh getting involved with your articles and sharing those um getting involved with our other YouTube content, connecting with us on Parsec, all of that stuff. Just an awesome year from the community in 2022. And more
0: fun to come in 2023 and more uh, more discussion from us, the podcast throughout the year, of course, and more commentary uh, on the situation. So before we get to those responses, Derek, I did want to touch on an issue that was uh, brought to my attention on Twitter from uh, Dirtbug Josh. Uh, Josh is a uh, member of our forum, Donatello, also a member of the uh, NLC team and a moderator for a while there as well. Had a bit of a uh, nasty experience, if you will, with a, a basketball sim game. Uh, just a, a management game. Uh, seven dollars. This game goes for on Steam. I, I kind of don't want to mention the the, uh, the name of the game. I mean, maybe we should name and shame. Maybe it's <laughs> any good publicity is you know, any publicity is good publicity. But uh, this management game goes for seven dollars US. I imagine it also has dollar sixty nine microtransactions to attract star players. And he brought this up in the uh, in the Steam support forums. Dollar uh, sixty nine for points for, to hire coaches. JFC. As we know what that stands for uh refund and that was a very shill comment saying that you're being disgraceful and then the the developer responded and basically said oh you're being rude i'm not gonna listen to you anymore and it's an ad hominem. we were talking about this before we started recording derek but but what a gross attitude i mean the fact that the microtransactions are there is gross to begin with but what a gross response from that developer
1: so my first thought when i saw this is Be careful what you wish for uh, and who I'm talking to when I say that is the people that are trying to promote the idea of having these basketball video games be free to play or super low price or super low price on like a subscription model. Um, Because what happens is, is if you go the free to play route or you go for like what you said, the game was $7 or you go to, you know, you have a basketball game and whatnot, that's only for $7. You can bet that this company is going to do everything they possibly can to make money via microtransactions. And for just from reading that situation that you shared, it looks like to hire an assistant coach in that game, it's $1.69. To recruit star players, like you stated, it's $1.69. Now, I want you to think about it. If you get into that game and you somewhat like that game or whatnot, or you just like the simulation um, aspect of it, where there's no, it, it looks like that game's just like a simulation type game. It's not like a, like, on court, like, control the player type game. Imagine how, much, how fast that's going to add up. Once you're done getting your assistant coaches, recruiting your players, all of that stuff, you're going to be spending way more than the price of you know a fifty dollar game, absolutely, or sixty dollar game, or seventy dollar game. And all the people that are pushing for you know, oh well, I think it's a good idea if the game is free to play. It's not. It's it, free to play is just to make it sound good. Right. To get you Free in. to play. To get you. Right. It just gets you in. It just gets you in the front door. And then once you enter the front door, they basically throw all of these charges at you in order for you to get um, the full experience or somewhat of the full experience. So I'm not surprised that the developer um, basically threw that guy out of the chat or completely dismissed him and whatnot, because the people that make games like this and who load up their games with microtransactions do not want to be called out on that matter. And they will do what they can to silence people who, you know, make a stink about it. So, um, yeah, that was my, my first thought when you shared that with me is this is a money hungry developer, who is just trying to gouge people as much as he possibly can in the wallet um, in the form of microtransactions.
0: It's, it's funny that it's actually more predatory than NBA 2K23, my team. Because at least there, you it's a full price release, yes, but you can do no money spent and you get a, f- a full other game with other modes apart from that. It's, it's actually less. It's actually more predatory than 2K23.
1: Oh, 100%. Um, not saying that what NBA 2K23 has done is you know fair yeah absolutely to the gamer yeah, yeah, we all we yeah. all know that yeah um especially since 2K18 all the games since 2K18 let's put it that way exactly uh, but yeah i mean it's super predatory um it's not fair to the gamer and i would never support that title and i know what the title is because it's on the screenshot and i can promise you that i will not be supporting that game
0: me neither me neither but you know, it it reminds me of a post I saw recently on uh, on Facebook, uh, especially that second post in that thread that uh, that Josh shared. Because that second post was uh, supposedly not from the developer; it could easily be a sock puppet. I kind of hope it was a sock puppet and not somebody supporting the game like that. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was somebody shilling for the game, uh, just a, just a, a a user, a gamer, shilling for the game. Because as his Facebook post pointed out. Uh, it was in response to a, I think it was a, a Kotaku article talking about how the uh, NFTs in games have been shot down. How we kind of push back on that as a as a community, gamers as a as a whole, push back on that and have kind of shut down that that, that attempt to bring NFTs to gaming. And one of the responses was, "Okay, microtransactions next." And the response to that one was uh, disappointingly accurate. Actually, said we tried and we do, but the companies developers publishers have normalized this and they've indoctrinated a generation to accept microtransactions as normal and younger gamers uh younger than us derek do very much accept microtransactions as just a way of gaming and a lot of these practices that we were uh, pushing back on for years they've been it's very normalized to them they very much have been indoctrinated into thinking it's uh it's um
1: it's well, the comment underneath – well, the comment underneath um, his post, like you stated, it's probably like a sock puppet account or I know, whatnot. I but it, it said, um, if you don't like it, go play something else. And how many times have we heard that? That's a stock, that's a stock comeback. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that is a very programmed, ridiculous um, comment. And you hear that a lot with NBA 2K23. It's like, well, if you don't like this about the game, go play something else. Well, okay. we want the games to be, well, yeah, I know, right? Um, but we want the games to be better and we want them to be fair. And we don't want, um, you know, our youth of today, um, you know, these companies reaching in into their pocket unfairly. So um, even if we don't play the game, and I can promise you, we will go play something else. Like I'm not, Like, I'm not going to play that game. That they're marketing, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a right to speak up about it and speak up about unfair practices that negatively impact the basketball gaming and gaming community in general. So that was definitely like a stock response. It was very a very programmed response. We've definitely heard that a lot before, um, and that's just not the way things work, and it's not the way things are going to work in the future. So,
0: and, and look, this is something that we'll always push back on in our commentary. But seeing that, seeing that post on Facebook pointing out the, the normalization of it, the indoctrination of younger gamers, it makes me think, you know, we're doing this for younger gamers, but they're quite, you know, I don't want to stereotype it or, or put it in a blanket statement. I'm not saying everybody's happy with it, but the, the fact that there are some No, many- the majority
1: are not. Well, no, the majority are not. They accept it as the norm. There's a big difference between being happy with it true, or, just accept, or or just accepting it as, hey, this is the way things are so no, there's, that, that, a de- that's, there's definitely a big difference
0: that, that's a good point now so it's, it's worth pushing back it always is worth pushing back but but we have seen those responses as you said you know oh, oh you want things just unlockable in games go play a game from 2002 old head and again okay sure i'll definitely do that but you, you do see that uh, among the the younger gamers the uh, the pushing back on the looking out for their best interest but they're still pushing back on it and it, it makes a lot of sense and that post kind of uh really clicked like you know what i'm I talk about microtransactions a lot in either the podcast or the articles that I write and and criticize them, but it is definitely an uphill battle. But I think if nothing else, it's it's worth putting it out there to, to let people know. Like, we're not gonna get rid of microtransactions, Derek, but it's, it's worth letting people know that this is what's going on, that this is predatory, that if you get into these modes, you're gonna be expected to grind this hard or spend this much. Like that, That's it, keeping people informed shutting down microtransactions is not going to happen but keeping people informed keeping our fellow gamers informed and supporting our fellow gamers is uh is vital and i think that's what we should be focusing on in uh, in 2023
1: i agree um I, I love when i get a message from you on twitter and it says something like look at this bs because i know it's going <laughs> to i know it's going to be something juicy i know that it's going to be something that you and i are definitely going to agree on and normally when you send me a message like that it's related to unfair practices right it's related to microtransaction bs or just in general being like unfair to the gamer and companies trying to take advantage of the population in some way so yeah whenever i get a message like that from you my ears perk up i guess you could say and i'm just like it it, i know that we're going to end up having a like a good discussion about it before
0: we go on, a reminder that the NLSC podcast comes out every week on the NLSC, livecom Live.com, as well as our YouTube channel. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast apps. If you're listening on any of those apps, we'd greatly appreciate a review. To keep up with the show and everything we're doing with basketball gaming in general, connect with us on social media. On Twitter and Facebook, we are The NLSC. We also have an Instagram, NLSC Basketball, and on YouTube, we're youtube.com slash Live Series Centre. Once again, visit us at nba-live.com, where in addition to the podcast, you'll also find all of our original content, as well as our forum and modding community. But of course, you don't have to play games with microtransactions. A lot of people don't. We or at least avoid the the recurrent revenue mechanics in those games. So uh, Derek, how about we get to those responses from the community?
1: No, super exciting. Uh, So many people responded to this week's mailbag to talk about what they were playing in 2022 and what they had the most fun with so let's get to it
0: so first up is steven the live king steve from the dot uh, went back and played nba live 09 forgot how i customized that gameplay to be 10 times more fun until my 360 died nba 2k 23 my nba eras and playoffs 2k still need to allow us to import custom rosters for the playoffs
1: Yeah, so NBA Live 09, uh, I know that he had revisited that, and I saw him share a few clips on it. Um, He is a slider guru. Um, Steve from the Dot, he, um, like you stated, the live king, he's been messing with sliders for over a decade on these games, and he's very good at customizing the experience and making it better for himself and i know that he's helped other people in the community with his videos about his slider tweaks and whatnot Um, nba live 09 is a title that i've revisited recently as well and um i was actually more fond of it revisiting it than i was when i first played it i can appreciate the foot planning a little bit more i like the shooting in that game i like the visual appeal Of the game and I just like the overall Pace and flow I think it's a big big Improvement over NBA Live 08 In that in relation to like the overall Pace and flow and I think That every now and then it's even A contender with NBA Live 10 From a gameplay standpoint Uh, So awesome to hear that He's been revisiting some Of the classic NBA Lives And you know Finding basically some of his old slider Sets and getting some enjoyment out of that As far as custom rosters in nba 2k 23 um i think that it's hit or miss in relation to that um like like i stated in that thread on 2k 23 you can't use a custom roster in freestyle so it makes you know people who want to test out jump shots if they're doing roster editing and whatnot makes it a little bit harder i've been having to use blacktop in order to accomplish that um in order to look at people shooting motions make sure they're accurate etc um and then sticky fingers stated also that he has issues with loading um offline rosters loading rosters offline period in nba 2k 23 so um yeah, I think it's hit or miss, but I'm glad to see that he's playing the newest title. He's submitted a bunch of highlights from NBA 2K23 for the top 10 plays of the week, and um, obviously he loves his NBA Live.
0: And that flexibility in the roster customization is absolutely vital because, again, you go back to what, uh, to what Steve was doing from, uh, in NBA Live 09 all those roster edits, all those ratings edits, the slider editing, and there, were, there was that functionality to make the, the mass edits, which he put to great use, and, and as you said, the sliders as well. And not being able to do that with the new games is, is definitely a blow. And, and this this whole issue with not being able to load rosters offline anymore, that's going to be a big issue when the 2K23 servers go offline. It, it's, we're definitely getting to the age of disposable games, which again, Derek, is why people are going back to old ones.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a big problem in a couple of years for people who put all of those, that work into those rosters, right? and I hate the idea of disposable games. As you know, we're always playing the classics and whatnot. I also wanted to point out that it feels like on NBA 2K23, a lot of the sliders don't work or they're just broken. It's shot timing impact and shot coverage impact. And you can put those two at zero in the sliders. I think they're default at 50. Um, You can put them at zero and you don't really notice any difference (laughs) in the game shooting the ball as far as like your shot timing being more lenient or you know the shot coverage impact it just feels like those are just there for show that's kind of how it feels um i'd be interested to see what the community said to see if they actually noticed a difference by messing with those sliders but it feels like there's a bunch of sliders in nba 2k 23 that are mostly there for show and don't actually alter what's happening on the court and what i do appreciate it feels like you know when you go back and play like games like nba live 09 and whatnot uh and you know some of the the classic lives in general in 2ks that had slider tweak options when you actually made a change you, you kind of felt that difference on the floor so um yeah i just wanted to point that out
0: you, you do wonder what the where, how much of a placebo effect there is with some sliders
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and I, I've been talking about that since I was super messing with sliders back in, like, 2K18 when I would, you know, pump up the defense to, like, 100 across the board. And there was, like, no difference whatsoever on the court. I could still just run by my defender. Help defense didn't come over, etc. And the coverage at the rim felt the same. So, like, I definitely think there's been a placebo effect um, with many of the different slider options over you know over the years
0: next up we have basketball video games at b-ball video games uh definitely a very enthusiastic uh basketball gamer to be sure lots of classics the nba shootout series nba in the zone series nba action 95 lakers versus celtics nba give and go but also played a good amount of 2k23 once it came out uh, was and still am hooked on the my nba era mode and, and yeah i think my nba eras has definitely hooked a lot of people in but that's, those, those are some, some true classics that he's mentioned there as well.
1: So I'm definitely a fan of some people in our community, and I'm a fan of Ad Bebop Video Games. And the reason is, is because he plays these classics for all the right reasons, right? And he still gives the newest game a chance, and he'll still promote the good things about the newest game. He'll provide critiques and whatnot, but he really tries to stay positive in the basketball gaming community and I've seen him post, you know, videos related to NBA Give and go, um, dunk dream, um, uh, he Lakers versus Celtics. He plays everything and he tries to have a great time no matter what he's playing. And he loves to show off the footage. He actually has a lot in common with you and I, if you really think about it. Um, so I know that he, the list is incredibly long for the games that he played in 2022 and um yeah i applaud him on that
0: and it's a good example of just follow your heart if you will and follow your interests with a game if you get hooked on one played a lot but if you want to just dabble with your big collections as he has and we have as well then then absolutely go for it
1: yeah and him and i actually connected on nba 2k 10 nba street volume 2 um, and uh, a few other games and every single time i connect with him it's a blast um, not only because he knows the games but and he knows basketball in general, but because of his attitude towards the game, right? that plays a big factor. He's very positive. He, you know he's going to enjoy the experience when he connects with you. So, um, and he's also open to playing a lot of different games. You know, you will have people out there that will be like, well, I'll only play 2K13 URB or 2K14 UBR, or I will only play one of the newest games. But he's open to playing games from all different eras, and I think that's pretty damn cool.
0: I feel like you're calling me out there because I'm always the one playing. Hey, Derek, let's play the same game over and over again. I'm a creature of habit. <laughs> I've been. Calling I will out. say this though: <laughs> when
1: I bring up a game to you, you never turn it down. Like if I if I say to you, "Hey, let's get a game in on NBA Live 99," because remember I brought that up and I was like, "Hey, let's you know use the champs roster." Boom, we played it and we had a blast. Um, the arcade dunks—that um, was your idea on NBA Live 2000. You hosted, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." I think that there's like kind of an agreement between us that we're going to make any experience that we have a fun one
0: definitely definitely
1: and i think that works out really well
0: i mean that's going to be very challenging when we connect to play olympic basketball on steam but we'll see
1: there's certain games that um, i will recommend the community to stay away from because of (laughs) uh, maybe a gameplay experience or not being fair to the gamer that game i do not own it but from the steam video of the game it looks very underdeveloped, and um, it's not a game that I'll be playing anytime soon.
0: Might be one to circle back to, if only to uh, to really dive deep into how not to make a, a basketball game in, uh, in the modern era. But uh, yes, definitely stay away from that one. But uh, speaking of interesting choices, though, Derek, uh, Teddy Bear the Gamer, at 317 Teddy Bear, uh, played a lot of NBA Elite 11. And once 2K23 launched, uh, was hooked on that as well.
1: Yeah, he was playing the um, jailbroken PS3 for um, NBA Elite 11. And I know that he was sharing a bunch of highlights on YouTube for that. And it definitely gained him quite a few subscribers and whatnot. And he was pulling off some pretty cool stuff in that game. And he was making it look pretty damn good. Um, So props to him there. Um, And I know that he's always on the newest title as well. He submitted a ton of highlights for NBA 2K22. And that was the newest title. And then NBA 2K23. I actually have a folder on my computer. Called Teddy Bear, and it has about 50 of his highlights in from NBA 2K23. The Pippen one that was in the countdown this week, that's one of the ones from that folder. Um, he's a super passionate basketball gamer. He loves using the retro teams and creating highlights with those, whether it be Jordan or Ewing or Pippen or Gerald Wilkins or Dennis Hobson. Yes, tennis, he sent me a clip of Dennis Hobson posterizing somebody. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate um, his flexibility of going back and enjoying games from like the 360 era. And then in the next moment, he's jumping on NBA 2K23. So that's pretty cool.
0: Obviously, I'm going to be very careful about what I say about the legality of, of such things. But it, it is cool that the that NBA Elite 11 leaked. Like a lot of, our, like, there's been quite a few unreleased games over the years. Uh, Of course, there is the Shaq vs. the Legends for Sega Genesis that uh, leaked as well. But I'm glad that those games did get out into the public some way so that people have been able to see what they're all about.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that he can appreciate aspects of NBA Elite 11. I can appreciate aspects of that game and while I don't agree with the hockey controls um, and just the overall direction of like dribbling in that game, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of it I don't think it really makes that much sense, um, I can appreciate the positive aspects of that game in relation to I think the game looks great. I think the graphics are great in that game. The commentary is great. The atmosphere is great. And some of the animations look great, um, you know, going to the hoop and, and whatnot. And, and some of the shooting animations are spot on. Um, but, yeah, I like the fact that Elite is getting a little bit of shine. I think that's good. Um, and I like that, some of, that a lot of these forgotten titles from the past, are ones that don't get really talked about anymore, are getting a lot of shine lately. So that's good.
0: Really needed a sprint control, Elite.
1: Yeah, that and just, I think it just needed to be released. And I know that there's people that are going to disagree with me on that. But I think it looked really bad for the company to not release the game that late in the cycle. And um, I think it looked at was looked at more as a failure because they canceled more than it would have looked at as if it was actually released. And they, they to bounce, be completely bounce honest, back with
0: NBA Live Twelve. Yeah, they, they, it, I think it was ultimately more damaging to to not release a game than a than a subpar one because, yeah, as you say, right, the, the gaps, yeah. the gaps hurt. Even yeah. a subpar game, you, people could probably find a way to enjoy it. Ironically, or, or even just enjoy the stronger parts of it, but also give feedback on how or where they went wrong and what what would be. Uh, uh, a viable way to improve it to the uh, satisfaction of the community so yeah it was, it was definitely damaging it was going to be damaging either way but i think that actually would have been a lesser of two evils that, that's something i've come to think over the years as well
1: uh almost nothing is more important um as far as building a brand than consistency
0: delivering yeah
1: and uh, d- consistency and delivery and i think that the the fact that they um have been so inconsistent since nba live 06 um, as far as from a gameplay perspective, ripping stuff out of the game that people liked, um, canceling, um, in, in different years or for multiple years, et cetera. Um, and then canceling after, um, a decently strong, strongly received game, like NBA live 19, um, which is getting above a seven by reviewers like IGN and all of that stuff. Then canceling after that. Like, I don't think any of that was good for the brand. Um, it, it, consistency was important and they failed there.
0: Next up we have Chuck at Chuck LA 92, NBA Jam on Fire edition, 2K13, 15, 16, 17 and 23. Lots of fun with 2K23 and 2K13, 10 years apart there obviously. Also played a lot of 2K22 before 23 was released and inside Drive 2002.
1: So, NBA Jam on Fire edition, uh a few people said that and I think that it's awesome that people are appreciating that title. I think it's the be- it's possibly the best arcade basketball game ever made uh and i know that sweet jones underscore otf uh he he was playing it i believe vf baller was playing it um at Bball ball video games um stildo you and i um uh, like a bunch uh, chuck la just a bunch of people in the community have been playing that game recently and revisiting it and just getting a lot of enjoyment out of it i haven't heard one negative comment about that game from the community it's hard to say anything negative about it about it and its features and its gameplay. I love the fact that he mentioned Inside Drive 2002. As you know, I revisited Inside Drive 2002, 2003 and 2004 quite a bit this year and even uploaded a gameplay video to the NLSC YouTube of Inside Drive 2004. And um those games are super underrated. They're still so fun to play. You and I connected on NBA Inside Drive 2003 and had a ton of fun and that was your first experience with that game um it's a shame they don't make those games anymore uh but yeah i'm I'm glad to see that that game also got a little bit of shine this year
0: well you know how i feel about on fire edition that is uh probably my favorite game in the series it is my candidate for the best game in the series possibly best arcade possible game uh, of all time it depends whether you prefer the the jam style or the nba street style of course because they are uh, although they are both uh, have some similarities they are they are a different uh, different style of basketball different uh, different tone if you will but on fire edition is just uh, spectacular the apparently the service the well, service came back online last year as you recall we we talked about it and i put out that uh, bulletin uh, grab the roster updates while you can uh, I I did for PS3, so because uh, I I'd, I'd bought that game uh, much after the uh, servers had uh, been switched off, I already had the update on 360. But it does sound like the servers are going offline again. That has so I'm not sure what's happening there. But uh, later later this month, January 2023, the servers are uh, supposedly going offline again. So if you uh if you haven't grabbed those, those uh, haven't grabbed the roster update yet uh i would recommend people get a, a at least a month subscription of xbox live gold if you or whatever it's is called now uh if you don't already have one and just uh you can always cancel it after a month just jump on there and get the uh get the roster updates as well because it's it's worth having those uh, those new players
1: oh 100 and before we move on i got to bring this up andrew how fun was our session on the playstation version of nba hang time
0: Oh, it was amazing! Yeah,
1: I I, I, th- uh, I hadn't played
0: that version before because I played played Nintendo sixty four growing up. I hadn't played that one.
1: From a gameplay perspective, everything I like about NBA Jam on Fire Edition is basically in NBA Hangtime. That's why I love NBA Hangtime so much. It's the fast paced game play. It's the ability to do a dribble move. It's the um, ability to throw alley-oops. It's the, the ability to make aw- awesome defensive plays. You and I had so many good defensive plays. We were using um, Clyde Drexler. I was on Clyde Drexler and you were on Hakeem Olajuwon. The computer is super challenging. Uh, the atmosphere is amazing. Like NBA hang time. Every, all the reasons I love NBA Jam on fire edition from a gameplay standpoint, like I stated is the same reason why I love NBA hang time. And I think both of those two games might be my favorite arcade basketball games of all time with street, um, volume two. If you wanted to call that arcade being right there with them, or at least street is in my opinion, the greatest street video game of all time.
0: Next up we have take my bowl. GGL, uh, Participant in the uh, tournaments, of course, the NLC Parsec tournaments that you've been running, uh, 2K23 Era Mode, 2K and 2K1 Dreamcast, and NBA Jam on Fire
1: Edition. Yeah, so Tecmo Bowl and I have actually connected on multiple games. Uh, We even did a stream together where we played NBA Showdown, played a little bit of NBA 2K22 at the time, and uh, also NBA Showtime, NBA on NBC, and we had a blast on that. Um, That game's also super challenging, as you know. Uh, The computer is very hard on that game. Uh, I know that he loves the early 2000s, 2Ks, that he's a huge fan of 2K, 2K1, and 2K2. Him and I connected, I want to say, on NBA 2K2 at one point. I think he used the Hornets, and we had a really good time uh, playing that. Uh, I think that that is the golden age of NBA 2K games for him. I think the early 2000s, and he loves those early titles. So it's nice to see that he's sticking with those.
0: Next up, we have the uh, NBA Live 2001 Legends, Nate Stasho and Roger Ward. Uh, Nate mentions played NBA Live 2004 and 2005 this year for the first time in years. Both those games are amazing and the best, in his opinion, that Live has ever released. And Roger says uh, Live 2001, obviously. 2003, 04, 05, NBA 2K11, 2K14, 2K16, 2K19, Shootout 2004, other than 2001 they had a lot of fun with live 2004 and they've been posting a lot of videos there getting into 2005 obviously with the the dunk contest as you as people would have seen in the top 10 this week and uh, and yeah many classics there i, I do agree that live 2004 and two, uh, 2005 are among the best in the series uh, i am partial to 06 as i've said for as i said before but i do love 2004 and 2005 had a lot of fun revisiting those as well with you and uh, and also personally you know, some solo, some solo play this past year and uh, and actually like 2001 Derek I revisited that uh, this uh, this past year as well it's a game that as I said when we we had the guys on the show that I've had mixed feelings about over the years I I've both really liked uh, liked it and also kind of turned on it uh, maybe overcorrecting my uh, opinion on it with uh, with some of the, my criticisms over the years but I really do like 2001 I did get very nostalgic for that period uh, of, of my life because of the, uh, my 20-year high school reunion, as I mentioned, uh, multiple times last year, and revisiting 2001 was a big part of that, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of fun with it.
1: You and I had a great session on Live 2005 for the PC version, and we were playing on the same team, and um, a lot of people liked that gameplay video that i uploaded so yeah live 2005 great game one of the best in the series live 2001 you and i also visit revisited that and played against the computer multiple times co-op and even earlier in 2022 we played against each other for a couple games um i also have mixed feelings about that game um they were you know they moved to a new motion system uh the gameplay wasn't completely like it wasn't it, it wasn't strong Overall, yet like the issues hadn't really been ironed out. However, I want to echo a point that Nate made when he was on the show. One thing that's really good about NBA Live 2001 is it actually forces you to use strategy like it forces you to dump the ball into the post it, it it forces you to exploit mismatches it forces you to put in like a tall shooter um to get off like a last second shot and whatnot it forces you to have really good timing uh, if you're going to jump for a rebound and stuff like that so i i like the fact that while there's definitely gameplay issues. The game can get super frustrating at times. I do like the fact that you indeed do have to use strategy and that you do have to use players to their strengths. Um, I also want to point out, Roger and Nate, uh, they have been absolutely killing it. They killed it all 2022 with their YouTube uploads and their social media uploads in relation to the early 2000s lives and even games like NBA Shootout 2004 The a a quick highlight on NBA Shootout two thousand one alley oops on NBA two K eleven to you know from Wade to LeBron and whatnot. Um, They really in they they improved their collection of basketball gaming and they short shared more footage of more games than ever on their channel and i watched their subscriber account go up they went from around i want to say 80 to 90 subscribers to now over 200 on their youtube channel and for the type of footage that they upload for games that are well over a decade old most of the time the fact that they're getting a bunch of subscribers and they're getting people tuning in um they should pat themselves on the back because i think they're doing a really good job
0: absolutely that's been really cool to see and again other people like us making, those con- making content about those older games and really just, just enjoying them and letting passion drive content creation, which is so important.
1: They're doing what they love. They're exactly. playing what they want and they're doing what they love and people are seeing that. And the fact that they're actually putting themselves on video as well for most of the footage that they upload and people get to see them they get to see their reactions <laughs> and everything. Yeah. they've kind of built like roger throwing his head in his hand after he gets posterized by nate like that is something that um is rare actually in the retro basketball gaming community um they're a couple of the only people that are doing that that are actually putting their faces out there and letting people connect with them that way so i think that, that that's pretty awesome that they're doing that Absolutely.
0: Next up, we have NBA Live BR and NBA Live BR, the uh, Brazilian supporter of NBA Live. There, uh, NBA Live 19, NBA Live 10, and NBA 2K23, and it is really cool to see NBA Live 19 have that continue to have that following. Derek, I- I'm not a huge fan of Live 19. I will admit, I-, I feel it went too far towards the streets rather than the NBA side of things, but. People are really loving Live 19 still. There's a dedicated community. And again, it speaks to how people will really give NBA Live a chance if it wants to jump back into the space.
1: NBA Live BR is cool as hell. Uh, I had him on Virtual Hoop Dreams when we had a few episodes there. It was me, Swaggy P, Lino, and him. And he talked about his experiences with the games and what he'd like to see from the games and everything. And he's just a cool dude. And he's a retro gamer as well. Um, and he loves NBA Live 19. He will still consistently play that and he still streams it. I get notifications on my YouTube when he starts streaming. Um, but he has not shut out 2K either. And I also think that's cool for somebody who, in his name, it literally says NBA Live, right? NBA yes. Live VR. But he will still you know, play NBA 2K23 and whatnot and talk about that. Yeah, this guy's cool. Uh, he's a cool dude.
0: You do need to have that uh, that open mindedness, and and I'll put my hand up and say that in the even into my early twenties, I was very much flying the flag for NBA Live and and not really giving Two K enough uh, enough time to uh, to really win me over, and eventually it did, and and yes, there were certainly some changes that it made that made it more accessible to a long time live fan, as I've said before. But no, having having that open mind is is vital. I mean, in all in all things in life, obviously, but but certainly in the scope of video games, which we cover here on the NLC podcast, uh, yeah, be open minded about those games.
1: Yeah, I I spent a ton of time on the original NBA Two K, and I played Two K throughout the years. Um, but our primary choices for basketball video games in the early mid two thousands was NBA Live, um, and it's because you know. It had the gameplay that we wanted. It had the depth that we wanted. It had the legends we wanted, all of that stuff. Um, we, we officially, um, as far as like doing fantasy drafts and, and all that stuff, and all three of us playing together, me and my brothers, our official switch was with the NBA 2K7, because you know how much of a disappointment NBA Live 07 was. Um, but, yeah, I never considered myself flying the flag for either Um, I just always played, we, we always played the game that had the options that we wanted, right. And the gameplay that we wanted. Um, but you know, this is also why we need competition in the space, right? Because it would be nice right now to have an alternative to NBA 2k. I think it'd be great to have NBA live in there or another company, um, making a game. So people do have options and like NBA live VR, You know, he 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 wouldn't have to go back and play NBA Live 19. He could have a new NBA Live with updated rosters, and he could get you know share that footage and get the community involved.
0: Another year of uh, crossing our fingers. I still think they're coming back.
1: I really do. So I've said that for you know a couple of years now. Um, I absolutely do still think that they're gonna they're gonna come back eventually.
0: Next up, we have One Kidney Kenny, still 33, of course, in the forum. NBA 2K19, College Hoops 08. NBA Jam on Fire Edition, and NBA 2K14. And he doesn't mention it, but you, of course, have the ongoing se- uh, season, 1995 season in 2K19, with uh, all that fun and trash talk.
1: Stildo has become a friend. Uh, him and I talk on the phone. We text and everything. And I just want to say publicly on the podcast, if there was anybody that I thought would sign up for Twitter Blue, it would be him. And guess who has a blue check? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stildo. I see, yeah, I see, I see it, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, one could be kidding. But he is a super nice guy. He's really good at the video games. He's very passionate about roster mods and roster creation. He loves the 90s ABA, NBA and the 80s ABA, NBA, excuse me, but specifically the 90s and whatnot. And that shows with the amount of effort and quality of the those amazing mods. For NBA 2K19 him and I have had a blast with that season and we're still planning on finishing it and whatnot where I'm using it's a 94-95 season where I'm using the Supersonics and he's using his favorite Orlando Magic with Shaq and Penny and he you know he loved NBA 2K17 I know he's revisited that a little bit uh but uh I think his heart is really with NBA 2K19 and I I want it to stay there and the reason is is because I just want him to keep pumping out these amazing roster mods because i play them all the time
0: that was the uh, the video clip you put with the the prompt this week the, the sean kemp dog from that season
1: i'm very proud of that and that might go in the top 10 this week because that's a swat on one end by sam perkins he was using the clippers he actually competed with me pretty well with a decently poor clippers team there um i block him on one end with sam perkins and then posterize him with sean kemp on the other end and it's a very sean kemp like poster Dunk. Um, that game just really has its moments. It really shines. My brother and I actually last night um was playing one of the classic season roster mods. we were playing the 92, 93 season, and we were playing the all-star game. And the jerseys and the courts and the authenticity, it's like, man, this is absolutely stunning. And we were just pulling off all of these cool highlights and just be on a look on the lookout um, in the in next week's top ten because my brother pulled off an awesome play during that game, and it will absolutely be in the top ten this week. Was that Elmore Spencer on the Clippers there? Who I posterized? Yes. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was, but if there's anybody that I would have posterized in that game, it would probably have been Elmore Spencer.
0: It's it's amazing the players that you remember from watching the NBA at the time, and also collecting cards and uh, playing the video games. Oh, you know, Marty Conlon is my go-to, as you know, my 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 man, Marty Conlon. But uh, yeah, one of the
1: strangest free sh- free throw styles in NBA history, Marty Conlon. Like, <laughs> yeah. He played for my Celtics. He was on that ninety six, ninety seven, fifteen win team, and it was hard not to root for the guy because he was such an awkward player. But the dude could outright play, so he would have his moments where he would. Um, really impact the game and you're just like on the edge of your seat like what is Marty going to do next?
0: <laughs> Marty Conlon or Andrew DeClerc if you have to choose?
1: I loved all my Andrew DeClerc easily. I'm a huge DeClerc fan. Um, we uh, growing up it was we loved the hustle guys right? Of course. And Andrew DeClerc was all hustle. He was just an absolute force when it came to like diving for loose balls. Um, try, you know trying to box out for other people to get rebounds or himself to get the rebound. He was His body, he just felt, felt like he was everywhere. Um, so declerc was e- an easy fan favorite, and I, I absolutely choose DeClercq over Conlon.
0: Next up, we have King J. Mace says, College Hoops 2K8, that tourney you hosted was for fire emojis, and I absolutely agree. People had a blast with that. It was really cool that the actual uh, finalists made the finals of that tournament.
1: So King J. Mace is one of my favorite people when it comes to content creators. And the reason is, is because he appreciates the classics, whether it be basketball, video games, uh, or like real classic basketball. Uh, I've heard him in, in streams, you know, sticking up for guys like Steve Francis or like nineties ballers, like Penny or something like that. Like I really appreciate him for, you know, trying to be a student of the game as well. Right. Um, but, He's a great voice on the mic. Um, Whenever he streams, he's on the mic. He gets people pumped up. People are excited and having fun in the chat and everything. He is a very good... He's very good at bringing people together and producing great content. And he does a lot of that. He did a lot of it with NBA 2K22, and now he's doing it with 2K23. But he brought up the College Hoops 2K8 tournament. I am so happy with the way that turned out because we had 16 participants from all over the world as you know there's people living in all different parts of the world and everything and um you know we all connected on parsec i got highlights from every single game up on the nlsc youtube and up on the nlsc forums and i shared them on twitter as well and you know there isn't one person that played in the tournament out of all 16 participants that had a complaint They were happy to be part of the tournament. They were happy to, you know, be competitive, um, you know, try to work towards a win and, you know, to be able to move on and everything. And they, you know, they gave their best effort and it was, I couldn't have asked for it to go any better. So I'm really happy that King J Mace had fun with it. I know Nate had a blast with it as well. Um, Kid Cash was in it and he had fun. Um, 707, like, it was just, it was really bringing the community together, playing a really good basketball game, and um, yeah, it was just awesome.
0: A lot of goodwill in that, and I think that's that's what King J Mace really promotes with his content. As you said, that uh, that enjoyment of basketball. It's not about creating content to to get clout or anything like that. It's just he he, he creates content for the same reasons that we do, and I guess that makes us a little biased. But no, I, I love his approach.
1: Yeah, and his commentary is so good. Yes, that I actually look forward to him submitting a highlight, you know, when, when he's streaming and he'll uh, he'll go up for a big dunk, dunk and he'll say something like JMA's top floor aye! or something like that. And it goes perfectly with the highlight and it looks so good and sounds so good in the top 10 plays of the week. Um, yeah, I, I think he's just he's he's a good host. Let's put it that way. He's a good content creator and he's a good host. Definitely.
0: Next up, we have ShuJoda, Modern in the Community, of course, uh, NBA 2K22 PC, and NBA 2K23 PS5. So getting more into the, the next-gen version with, uh, the, with the latest release.
1: He's done a lot of great work for the community. He's released a lot of great mods um, for the community. He is an excellent cyber face maker. Um, he really pays attention to um, FIBA basketball and creates great mods around that, which I think there's definitely a demand for. There's a lot of people that love those mods and want that type of gameplay experience um, and roster experience in general. um, I'm impressed with how much work he's able to get done. I think that he definitely is, I feel like he's a full time modder. And um, I think that that's very hard to remain patient and focused when you're a full time modder, but he's able to do that. So I am thoroughly impressed there. I also know that he has created multiple faces for the NBA 2K19 retro roster, so I appreciate him for that as well. But yeah, he does a lot of a lot of different modding and a lot of different roster making.
0: Next up, we have Lil Dino713, NBA Street Volume 2, NBA Street Volume 3, or V3 rather, uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, College Hoops 2K8, NBA Jam 2000 nba playgrounds nba showtime nba 2k22 and 2k23 and nba live 19 i I think the one that surprises me most there is nba jam 2000 um i'm not going to on anybody's choices derek uh but i am surprised because that's that's not a game that i particularly enjoy myself
1: well i see kind of a trend there um little dino likes the street ball slash arcade scene Mm. um and uh He's also been uh, in the top ten a couple times. I know that he's friends with King J Mace um, for some of his street ball exploits. Um, when it comes to playing in um, King J Mace's ESL Elite Street League and whatnot, and I think it's awesome that he. It sounds like he stays consistent and continues just to play the games that he really likes, and, and that's that brand of basketball uh when i do run the nba street volume two tournament i'll have to reach out to him and see if he wants to play in it because it sounds like he really likes that play style
0: next up we have demand respect says nba 2k 23 i play all modes and was, was he in the top 10 this week or am i thinking of last week's countdown
1: no he was he was number four that's right that's right uh this week with a ridiculous poster dunk on the fast break. One of those reaching poster dunks that I love where the player, um, he like cocks it back and reaches as far as he can because he's so far, his body's so far away from the basket. um, And he throws it down and still finds a way to throw it down with authority. Those sometimes are the best looking dunks. Um, So yeah, he's been in the top 10 a couple times, um, submitted a few highlights, and um, I know that he's a content creator as well, and people enjoy his footage. So yeah, hopefully he continues to submit highlights.
0: Uh, Caleb Swint says NBA 2K22 and 2K23, NBA Live 19, NBA Ballers Phenom, NBA Live 2004 and NBA Live 2005, and a couple of great games there. Uh, I haven't played Phenom. I think that one is actually a uh, North American exclusive. I don't think I can actually get
1: that one. Yeah, I've played it. Um, I will always prefer the original NBA Ballers over any other game, and not just for nostalgia purposes. I just like the game's direction, the gameplay, the players that you can um, you know unlock, and whatnot. I just like the whole game. The incredible graphics. I think it's underrated. (laughs) Oh my God, the graphics are ridiculous. Some of those cyber faces are better than what we get today. I know that they're not fully animated sometimes, but as far as like the face and the way they look in the game, it's like, I want to put that dude on the floor because that looks just like him. But you mentioned Live 2004 and Live 2005, which were pretty popular in the community um, this year. Uh, The early mid-live 2000s kind of had quite a bit of shine um I, I would say in 2022 overall and it is nice to see that because as you stated that's kind of like one of the golden ages of nba live before they went downhill
0: and uh, caleb also mentions uh, nba Jam on fire edition as well so and definitely a popular release uh, on fire edition and, and rightfully so
1: yeah we've had quite a few people mention that and like i said probably my favorite arcade basketball game ever Next
0: up, Corwin Ford says that uh, he played uh, basketball GM every day for a year and change and just had way too much fun with it. Uh, That's a uh, management game from the sounds of things.
1: So, yeah, management games, um, there's still quite the demand for that. Um, It's not something that I'm into because I want to be able to directly impact. Like, I want to control players on the court, right? I don't want to just put throw players out there in a simulation scenario and just watch them pile up stats right or like see just like play by play like that's not something that interests me personally but there's definitely demand for it um there was this game in the 90s called micro league football i don't know if you remember that but my oldest brother really got into it, and it's not a game that he played. Actually, uh, what he would do is he would create rosters for that game, and he would basically watch every game. And the the players would compile their stats. He would use his he would hook up his printer to his computer, and he would print out those stats, and he would keep them in a binder. And that was super exciting for him that was fun so um yeah there's definitely a lot of people out there that still like that type of game it's just not for me
0: i agree i've never really been into that i want to uh, to influence the action i know there's a lot of people that, that will throw on an nba live or nba 2k and not not assign a controller and basically either play it in coach mode or or just watch the games and that's absolutely fine do, do what is uh, is enjoyable to you but for me i've never been able to get into that because i want to uh i want to influence the action and, and make the highlights uh, as you said
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, However, I'm not going to deter anybody from downloading any basketball manager games because um, I still think it can scratch that itch.
0: Except the one, uh, except the you, one that's if, charging a dollar sixty nine for micro tri- for. Uh, don't <laughs> buy that yeah, one.
1: Yeah, we're not right. going to say the name of that one. But if you ever see a game for like a basketball uh, management game for like seven bucks or something like that, um, look into it a little bit further before you buy it because you don't want to support that type of game. But yeah, as far as management games, you know, if you love basketball, it can still scratch that itch.
0: Next up, we have Gooch Handler. That, that's up there with uh, Juicy Shack Meat as far as. Uh, uh, screen names, uh, you know, tip the hat to you, sir. Uh, 2K23 a bit, but mostly been playing NBA Live 19 for the past couple of years. I wish the franchise was deeper, but I just find the gameplay more fun. And clearly not alone on that one. But yeah, the franchise mode that was disappointing. What happened with franchise because Live brought franchise to basketball gaming with Live 2000 PC, and then it kind of rested on its laurels and never really, apart from a, a Live 08 brought in the Push Dynasty, and they brought in the NBA Live Academy and they made a few improvements here and there, but compared to what 2K was doing with the association and then later my GM and my league and now my NBA, uh, Live kind of brought it in and didn't really do much, enough, enough with it over the years. And of course, they took out the multiplayer that you and your brothers love. and uh, And also then, on this past generation, the eighth generation games, uh, Dynasty, and then the, the st- quote-unquote streamlined franchise mode was uh, was quite disappointing. So I, I know what he's talking about there. As, as a longtime franchise game back in the day, I know what he's talking about.
1: Well, we've talked about it. One of the biggest reasons for a decline with the NBA Live Series and kind of like the, re- the reception being poor in a lot of their games is the fact that they didn't have depth in the newest game that they had 15, 20 years ago. Exactly. Right? Um, they've been, they removed features that people like, they removed the ability to use offline legends, they removed the ability to do multi-user um, franchise, um, and they dumbed down the season slash franchise mode in general. Um, there is absolutely no reason that you release a game in 2018 that is not as deep as a game that you released in 2003. And that's one of just the big downfalls where I will agree with them is I think that at times you could look at NBA live. 19 is more sim than say NBA 2K 23, maybe a little bit more balanced gameplay wise, as far as, you know, like basically a little bit better foot planning and whatnot. The shooting is better in NBA live 19 than it is in NBA 2K 23. There's definitely um, positive gameplay elements that are in NBA live 19 um, that are you know better overall for the user experience for a lot of people than nba 2k23 so i can see where he's coming from there
0: next up we have cortez says a ton of nba live 2003 and nba jam ofe and i wholeheartedly
1: support both he stuck with the uh the retro games in 2022 and nothing wrong with that um nba jam ofe nba live 2003 two great releases
0: christian says nba 2k13 nba 2k21 2k22 and 2k23 and of course now 2k21 servers have uh have just gone offline i did spend a bit of time on uh, new year's eve uh derek uh plans fell through and then uh, were pushed forward to uh to new year's day um i uh, i did spend a bit of time in the evening or in the afternoon uh, going through the uh the serve going through the online content in 2k21 and getting some final screenshots and and uh and footage because uh that's gone now
1: yeah um you also, yeah, you took a ride through, um, what was it, the, the city, the city, yeah, in NBA Two K Twenty One, and it was lonely, isolating, and troubling. It looked like, yeah. it looked like it was a um, very strange experience um, to basically just go around in an empty city, and whatnot. So yeah, it is a shame. It again, it feels like disposable games, and that's a bummer. Uh, I do love how he snuck NBA Two K Thirteen in there with the newest titles. Um, I revisited NBA 2K13 quite a bit in 2022 and very recently, as recently as last night, uh, with my brother playing head-to-head and everything. And, man, that title is still so good. The gameplay is still so good and fun, and it feels like NBA action. I love NBA 2K13.
0: Yeah, as for the uh, the Lonely City and of course, I did put that footage out there with uh, Tiger Town's "Lonely Cities" from NBA, the NBA Two K Seventeen soundtrack out there on on Twitter. Uh, yeah, no, normally I don't. Um, normally, when I am when I'm going around a, a lonely city like that and a deserted city in a, a video game, I am expecting a, a uh, mutated creature to jump out because it's in the Fallout series. But uh, no mutated creatures, but definitely uh, some eeriness going around that empty server for sure.
1: Yeah, that didn't look like fun. Next up, we
0: have Sluggy Sports played Two K Fourteen with the uh, UBR. 2K22 and 2K23, NBA 2K17 with your Ultimate Classic Teams roster, and uh, had a lot of fun with 2K14 UBR.
1: Yeah, Sluggy Sports is actually, I've connected with him multiple times on Parsec, and he's participated in many of the NLSE tournaments that I was running at the beginning of last year, and then, you know, the year before. Awesome member of the community. Really cool to connect with and whatnot. Um, And he's another guy who will play anything. He'll play the newest title. He'll play older titles and whatnot. I know that he has a particular fondness to games like 2K13, 2K14, and 2K17. And I also want to say that he played NBA 2K19 a bit as well. Um, Really cool to have people like Sluggy Sports in the community.
0: Next up, we have KidCash202. Probably played NBA Hangtime more than any other basketball game this year didn't play 2k22 or 2k23 am i done with new games i wonder and, and yeah that is why people are revisiting the classics derek because they're, they're getting i think tired of that disposable approach and the, and the grind and whatnot or, or simply the design of the gameplay and the modes that and, and, if, and if you are feeling that way sure leave them for, for people who enjoy them and go back and, and find what you enjoy don't, don't be pressured into playing the latest game just because it's trendy
1: Kid Cash is old school and I love it. Um, he's played in a couple of our tournaments as well. And him and I have connected on a couple of games. In fact, we connected on Street Volume 2 at one point. Um, yeah, uh, I would not play the newest game if as much if it wasn't for playing co-op with my brother. Obviously, I dabbled in my team this year and whatnot. Um, and But if I wasn't playing co-op with him, Um, I would not be playing against the computer in any other mode besides my team. I just don't think the game is strong enough for that. I think it has too many gameplay issues overall. Um, And you and I have talked about that on past episodes of the podcast. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the gameplay direction um, with the NBA 2K series. um, And I don't think it's very good for competitive play. Uh, But uh, I do love that he sticks with the classics. And like I said, he's an old school guy
0: and it is unfortunate with uh, if you are if you are an online gamer you like the online competitive scene i mean there's there's a lot to be uh <laughs> to be uh disappointed with there as far as the design the lack of matchmaking and the lack of balance and everything but you don't have a choice if you want if you do want to play the online mode, i mean of course you have the choice of going back and playing either like parsecs so i shouldn't say you have absolutely no choice but if you want to play playground and my team online and and 2k prime and, and the wreck and everything it's got to be the newest game, unfortunately. So you are kind of stuck in that um, in that rut. But if you do feel stuck in that rut to that point, Derek, do branch out and try these other games.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's people that join the uh, NLSC Discord recently who have an entire site dedicated to NBA Live 2005 and running NBA Live 2005 tournaments, right? So these, there there's opportunities out there for you to connect with other people and be competitive on classic titles, whether it be just connecting for a quick exhibition game or jumping into a tournament or something like that. So um, definitely utilize people in the community and your resources um, because you may be able to get that gameplay experience, that connection and that quality experience that you want with a classic title. Um, you just got to use your resources.
0: So we've had some excellent uh, answers so far. Couple more to get through here. Uh, Hookup guy says play more like test mods out, but two K twenty three and two K twenty is what he's playing. If he wants a blacktop feel, he goes to two K twenty two.
1: Yeah, Hookup guy is an amazing modder, one of the best in the community. He does such amazing work when it comes to courts, arenas. He tries to every detail matters to him. Thoroughly impressed with his ability in Blender, uh, in Photoshop, all the different things that he can do. And he's really making people's experiences better with these games. He worked on the NBA 2K19 retro team rosters as well, worked on arts. I want to say he did a little bit with arenas as well um, for those seasons. And he is such a valuable resource to the community um, that I hope he doesn't go anywhere.
0: Real House says, NBA Live 18, 19, NBA Jam and NBA Ballers, and a lot of lot of, there's some pretty good jam games out there from the original all the way through to One Fire Edition as we've said. Uh, Eighteen and nineteen obviously have that dedicated following still, and uh, yeah, NBA Ballers kind of an overlooked one, but as you say, Derek, uh, the original was uh, was a classic.
1: I miss Relhouse's highlights in the NLC top 10. He's been tied up, hasn't been able to play as much lately, um, but he had some of the greatest Live 19 highlights when he was submitting them. Um, just great passes, great two way plays, great throwdowns, and everything. So I hope he gets back into it eventually. We also had VF Baller share a picture of what he's been playing in 2022. Oh, that's what right. he had yes. been playing. And he um, showed NBA Live 10 and NCAA basketball 10. And I think that's awesome because when I first met him and he was submitting highlights for the top 10 and everything, I know that he was big into like NBA Live 05, NBA Live 06, and whatnot. I know that I, I believe he's played some of the newer games as well at some point, but he – you know, when he was done with those, and, and maybe he, he needed to move on, he went to some more recent titles, started playing college, the college basketball games, um, started playing NBA Live 10 and everything, and got his, you know basketball gaming fix off of those. Very well versed. He has a huge collection, um, and I thought it was cool that he was revisiting both the NBA and college title from 2010.
0: Absolutely, it's just a shame that as he as he pointed out in that uh, in an earlier tweet that uh, that they're not connected that you can't import from uh, NCAA basketball ten to NBA Live ten, which which was something you could do in earlier games, but they they did lose uh, by that time.
1: I think something that a lot of basketball gamers wanted in the past was the ability to share rosters um, across the NBA and college game and everything um, in order to you know add to the realism and you know have like players or or teams and whatnot make that jump and and stuff so yeah i mean i think that would be a cool feature if we ever get another college basketball video game um let's say if and if, if 2k comes out with a college basketball game or nba live returns and then a college basketball game also returns is making sure that those games can like interact with each other
0: it seems like an essential feature doesn't it with with the all the connectivity between games and the fact you have the better storage solutions on modern titles it's uh I mean, it's easy for me to say, oh yeah, sure, sure." it's easy to implement, but the, uh, it, it would seem the technology is there.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It can absolutely be done, no matter what. Um, it's just if they decide to do it. And a
0: couple more, just going through the threads. Uh, don't want to miss them out. Uh, Kog says, Blacktop mod brought a lot of fun to 2K22 for me. That's the Blacktop Plus mod, rather. Uh, otherwise, I played a lot of 2K14 and 2K11
1: yeah 2k14 2k11 two of the best games in the series um 2k11 a lot of people still say it's the greatest basketball video game ever made um you and i have talked about it and revisited it as well still really fun you were modding it for a while um great gameplay brought jordan back brought classic teams in um really focused on the legends great presentation just can't say enough good things about NBA 2k11 2k14 has been your staple um for a while now you're on season five of my career um never gets old to look at never gets old to play great game um and i know that um the black top plus mod uh, i think it was created by luya um is was a huge hit in the community and a lot of people were using that and getting a good experience out of it
0: and finally we have jmo uh latest games my league with community-made rosters and mods the most fun i've had is playing uh, co-op with cousins or player locked through the playoffs with uh, single elimination instead of best of seven So, yeah, the the old school ways of playing uh, are definitely sometimes still the best.
1: JMO and I have that in common. We talked about it, actually, um, on Twitter chat. Uh, He really enjoys the local play. He really enjoys um, local co-op. And he even has fun with, like, fantasy-type situations, whether it be fantasy drafts, but also with, like, I don't know, like Dragon Ball Z characters or Mario characters. And he is a absolutely amazing modder as far as character creation um he released mods for the community um all for free um and it was the ninja turtles it was mario luigi uh yoshi uh it was uh, dbz characters it was anime characters it was all just but you name it he was doing it and his creations are very high quality so i, I hope people check him out
0: and again, Derek, all of those responses just highlight how people are playing the latest game, yes, and having fun with it, but how going back to old favorites, and or just sticking with a game that's a few years old, is there's no, there's no shame in it, there's no problem with it. It's if, if you're not enjoying the latest game, the latest basketball game, go back to an old game. There are plenty of great mods that keep those old favorites up to date, and you can get the, the best of both worlds. The, the, if you want the, the modern rosters, you, the current rosters, you can play that in an old game because of all these great mods. So... People are just having a blast with a variety of games. Love to see it. Hope to see those games showing up in the top 10 throughout the year.
1: And how awesome is the community in general? Like, they stayed active all year, you know, with their love for basketball video games, and they're playing all these different titles. A bunch of the people that you mentioned share footage on their Twitter handle, or they have a YouTube where they're uploading footage, and they're just you know having fun with the games having fun sharing those experiences with us and with the rest of the community um just hats off to the uh, basketball gaming community because they're pretty awesome
0: 100 percent, 100 percent, and we'll be right there with you playing a variety of games this year got a couple of requests derek to play some more live 98 99 and 2000 with some of those old rosters and uh yeah i
1: think we can make that happen oh my god don't force me to have fun you if can't I'm, do that if, if no, not, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I guess if I have to, no, yeah, I'll definitely, we we can revisit those and upload that footage. And with the tools that we have with Movavi and everything um, in our recording uh, software, it's it's pretty easy to string those highlights together and, and, you know, give the community a show. So that'll be fun.
0: We will be doing that throughout 2023. We are going to be bringing you the podcast every week. Of course, my articles, all the footage that we upload, the top 10, naturally, that uh, I know a lot of people are waiting for that top 10 every single week, and and rightfully so. So there's going to be a a lot of great content coming throughout 2023. We're going to have a lot of fun with games, Derek. Uh, I'm very sure of that. And I think we're going to be right there with the community as far as that's concerned.
1: It's going to be an excellent year. And, um, you know, fingers crossed that, we do get some news about nba live and that when we start getting uh news about nba 2k 24 that it's stuff that you know is fair to the gamer and that people you know get can get excited about you know what i mean and and hopefully the preview season season is uh what people want it to be and uh you know if you like you would stated if you don't have we don't get any news about a new nba live or you don't plan on picking up nba 2k 24 or even if you do End up buying it and whatnot later this year. You always have those classics to fall back on, and you can have a lot of fun with those classics. Let's put it that way.
0: Plenty to play and plenty to talk about in the year to come, so please stay tuned. With that being said, that has brought us to the end of this week's show. As always, we thank you for tuning in and invite you to join us again next week, either on the NLSC, MB Live.com, our YouTube channel, or your podcast app of choice. In the meantime, please connect with us on social media. That's where you can get in touch with us and stay up to date with all of our aforementioned content. So Derek, go ahead and plug the handles.
1: Hey, you can reach me on Twitter at D43G or at D4384. Preferably connect with me on both. Um, I'm on the NLSC D43 and also on YouTube D43.
0: I am Andrew in the forum and Andrew NLSC on Twitter. The NLSC is on Twitter and Facebook at the NLSC. Our Instagram is NLSC Basketball. We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash Center, And of course, give a look to the NLC itself, mb-live.com, for everything we do for basketball video games. So, thank you once again for tuning in, and until next time, I'm Andrew. And I'm Derek. Go get buckets, everyone.